What's good, guys? How we doing? It's been a crazy week. Crazy, 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 crazy. Um, and it's draft week. Today's Sunday. The draft is in like four days. Freaking pumped. Before we get into it, let's discuss the Debo gate. <laughs> so <clears throat> a lot's happened in the, I think, eight days since I last recorded. Um, it came out that Debo officially requested a trade. Timeline-wise, it sounded like that happened right around the time at the owner's meeting that Shanahan said that he would probably try and continue to give Debo the ball on runs because it makes sense to give your best players as many touches as possible. Apparently that didn't roll well with Debo, and there's been a lot of conflicting reports as to why Debo requested the trade. This whole thing has just been a huge stressor for Niners fans. Um, So it sounds like Debo officially requested the trade. Uh, The Niners didn't offer a deal, and then they did offer a deal, and then it wasn't a real deal, and then it was a real deal, but it wasn't enough. So they were lowballing him, but they didn't actually get an offer. So that's all back and forth and everywhere. Uh, Then it came out that there was multiple teams that were interested, and then now it was like, now apparently there's like no chance that Debo, like Debo is firmly set and he is digging in his heels and he's not going to play, and he is going to request a trade. And now the Jets are reportedly willing to give up the 10th overall pick. Uh, That was the newest news as of yesterday. And then Debo got seen at a club, and somebody was holding up, Debo's going nowhere, go Niners, and then Debo's like, no, 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 waving in the background. So everything is just a quantum shit show right now regarding Debo. Uh, Jets are going to give up number 10. Debo's gone. Debo's here. Ultimately, whoever wants Debo is going to have to give up everything and then some. Uh, I think it was Chapman who said that we're going to need a King's Ransom. And I posted on Twitter, like, the conversation starts with a top 15 pick. So Jets offering 10. That's a starting point. I think that I think that they're going to have to give up significantly more than just the 10th overall pick if they want to get Debo. Ultimately, the Niners can do whatever they want. They still hold pretty much all the cards. He's under contract for one more season with the Niners. If Debo doesn't want to play, per the CBA, if he holds out, it does not count towards his accrued years, which means that he has he's the following season still under the same contract with the Niners. So if Debo holds out, it doesn't help him at all. He just doesn't get paid this season, and then he's still under contract. Um, If he does play and he still wants to get traded, well, we can franchise tag him and trade him. So we can tag and trade him. Uh, Or we can just franchise him and then force him to play on the franchise tag. So ultimately, the Niners still basically have the leverage for the next two seasons. So the only way that they're going to give up Debo and, you know, like allow his trade request to happen is if some team just blows them out of the way with a trade. And if the Jets are willing to give up 10, they're probably going to have to also include one of their second rounders, like 35, 38, and probably another first or second rounder next year, uh, or maybe a third next year. But it's, 
it's not happening for the 10th overall pick or else it would have already happened uh, because the Jets have said they're willing to and it hasn't happened, which means it's not happening for number 10. It's going to take more than that. And we're probably going to have to deal with this whole shit show, Debo shenanigan, crazy trade request, drama, extension stuff until day two of the draft. Uh, because Debo can get traded. And I think if he does get traded, it's going to have to be by or on day one, because you're not giving up, you're, you're not trading Debo for less than a top, like a first round pick plus more significantly more. Uh, there's no way Debo gets traded on day two. So we're probably gonna have to deal with all this stuff through Thursday. So I hope that you've been working on your breathing exercises. I hope that you have been taking the time to meditate and chill because this stuff is just going to get crazier and crazier and crazier up until day one of the draft. Uh, I think that once we get past like pick 15 or 20, because I think that the Eagles and the Saints are also possible ones and they all have picks inside the top 20. Once we get to pick 20, I think that it'll be all done with and nothing is happening. Ultimately, I still don't think anything is going to happen because everything that needs to fall into a place, first off, Debo's got a no Debo doesn't have a no trade clause, so the Niners can trade him anywhere. The only leverage that Debo has in this situation is that he can say, I will not sign an extension to you. And no team is want, going to want to give up that much draft capital without the assurance that they have an extension already in place. So there's going to have to be a trade and an extension announced at literally the exact same time. They're going to have to give up a lot of draft capital and it's all going to have to get done in basically the next four days. So... Debo can say he wants out. His agent can say he wants out. He can post all kinds of crazy shit on Twitter or Instagram or show up and say that he never wants to work out in California and ignore Trey and everyone else working out in California and then go work out in California literally a week or two later after saying he'll never work out in California and go party it up at a club and be seen with some crazy banners and like it's not happening and all that crazy stuff. Doesn't matter. Niners can choose whether he goes, whether he stays. And then Debo will say, yes, we'll work out a deal. But I expect that, uh, I expect that the 49ers content creators have been quite happy with this off season because there has been no shortage of stories. Uh, speaking of which Jimmy G watch, uh, Jimmy G still on the team. Yeah. Still on the team. I would actually guess that Jimmy might get traded day two of the draft. Because there's a couple teams, the main one that comes to mind is the Panthers. If the Carolina Panthers don't pick a quarterback at 6, their next pick is like 130. I would not be surprised if they go not a QB at 6, if they end up trading for Jimmy G on day 2. Uh, and maybe it's one of those, like, I think their first pick is like a fourth round pick, like 134 or something like that in the 130s range. I would not be surprised if we ended up picking up that pick as well as some additional uh, draft compensation next year for Jimmy on day two. Or the other option is maybe the Panthers end up trading back 
uh, picking up additional draft capital, like an additional second or third, and then trade for Jimmy. Um, but yeah, at this moment, I think that with Jimmy still on the team, the Panthers are still the only team that I think makes sense at this point. Uh, that are, you know, a team that need a quarterback that don't have their guy. Just the Panthers are the only one that makes sense at this point. And if they don't go QB at six, I would not be surprised at all to see Jimmy traded on day two of the draft. Um, I think that that is most of the news. Uh, I do want to review real quick uh, a list of all the players that the 49ers have met with thus far, because it's quite a list and it's an interesting list. And it, I think it shows you what they're looking at. Um, so we're going to keep this pod fairly quick and then I'm going to do a couple more today. I'm going to do like my offensive draft targets and then also my defensive draft targets. Uh, just some guys who I like at different points in the draft. So those will be also released today. Um, but I just want to briefly mention as we go into the draft, these are the people who the 49ers have met with, um, and they get 30 meets. So I just want to try and count through here to see, uh, See if this is 30. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Okay, so it's a little over 30. So this is probably official visits plus non-official visits. So I just want to go through this list because the list shows you basically what... It shows you who they might draft because uh, the 49ers, they did draft three players last year who they met with. Uh, so they met with Lance. So Trey Lance, Trey Sermon and Demo Lenore last year. They met with them officially. Um, so that's three players that they drafted last year out of the three that they met with that they drafted out of the 30 official meets that we're aware of. So uh, there is a chance that the 49ers are going to draft one or two or three of these guys. Like, you know, there's a good chance that we're going to draft at least one of these guys. And it gives you an idea about what they're kind of focusing on. So I'm just going to recap these, keep it short. And uh, then we'll have a couple more pods coming out. So first off on the list is running backs. So the 49ers have actually met with uh, quite a few running backs. So, uh, one of them, Ty Chandler. I really like Ty Chandler as a late pick, uh, probably around like the fifth or sixth round. Uh, okay size. I think he's like 5'11", 200 and something pounds, like 205-ish. Uh, so thin, but very fast. He ran a sub 4'4". They've also met with running back James Cook out of Georgia. Really good pass catcher. They met with Cincinnati's Jerome Ford. Uh, kind of runs similar to Elijah Mitchell. Solid speed. Uh, they've also met with Alabama running back Brian Robinson. So that was an interesting one. Uh, he is more of a power back. Uh, but big, strong. I think he's like 6'2", 220 or so. They met with running back Jalen Warren. That was an interesting one. Wasn't super familiar. And also Arizona ASU Rashad White. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think they have also met with uh, LSU's Ty Davis Price. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure. But uh, actually here, let me bring up this. Control F R B. Cool. 
And next, next. Cool. Uh, yeah, Tyrion Davis Price. So they've met with him of LSU. And I believe that that is all the running backs that they've met with. So as you can see, quite a few running backs. And what that tells me is that the 49ers are likely going to pick up a running back at some point during the draft. Also, you look at the names of these running backs. A lot of these guys are going to be day three running backs. So realistically, we're talking fourth, fifth, sixth round. You know me, big proponent of drafting running backs as long as it's after the fourth round. In my opinion, I think every season you should draft a running back in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. That way you've always got that depth um, and you've got them on that four-year rookie contract. I really don't like paying running backs. Is It's nothing against running backs. It's just that you can pick up and plug a guy in um, who was productive in college, and if it's the right scheme fit, he can be productive. Ultimately, the blocking scheme and the offensive line matters significantly more to the running game than the running back themselves. So as long as it's a scheme fit, draft a guy, honestly, like every year in the fifth or sixth round, and I'll be happy. Because, uh, you know, it's depth. And again, keep get production out of them while they're still on that cheap rookie contract. Cool. So those are, I believe, the six or seven running backs that they have shown interest in or met with. Next up is wide receivers. And what I'm seeing in this group is speed. So wide receiver Danny Gray out of SMU. He is six foot tall and he is fast. If I remember correctly, he ran like a 4-3-3. So very fast, uh, speed, deep threat. Uh, also Miami, they met with Miami wide receiver Mike Harley. Not super familiar with him, but I believe he ran uh, a mid 4-4, uh, and he's kind of a slot receiver, probably a UDFA slash seventh round pick because I haven't heard too much about him. Wide receiver Vellis Jones, a very popular name. Uh, he's an older prospect. I think he's a sixth year senior, uh, going to be like 24 years old, but fast. And he's a playmaker. You watch his highlight film and he runs a lot like Debo where he breaks angles and he breaks tackles and he's got speed. He also ran in the four threes. Uh, so he's got speed, uh, not the best route runner, but very much like a weapon, uh, kick returner, punt returner, jet sweeps, get him the ball in space, let him create kind of guy. Uh, also Bo Melton out of Rutgers. Oh yeah. Vellis Jones is out of Tennessee. Bo Melton out of Rutgers. Another wide receiver with speed. Again, you're talking a guy who ran in the four threes. Uh, he is 5'11". Uh, and Bo Melton creates a lot of yards after catch. Um, just speed, acceleration. He's got speed and acceleration down pat. My biggest concern with him, ultimately, is just that he, he doesn't have any size issues being that he's 5'11", 190. He's got decent arm length with like 31 inch arms. He just plays a little small when it comes to catching in traffic. So that's my biggest concern. But as far as, again, a weapon, uh, dude outruns people just like crazy. Uh, so Bo Melton they've met with. Another is wide receiver uh, Samore Toure or Samurai, as I like to call him, Toure, uh, out of, I want to say Nebraska. And this guy reportedly had the best 
East-West Shrine performance out of all the receivers at the East-West Shrine game and practices. Um, and he's just produced at a high level. Really good athlete, too. If I remember correctly, he's about six foot, six one-ish. Uh, but he ran like a four four in the mid four fours, as well as having a six point seven three cone. So very good change of direction, uh, good long speed, solid long speed, good quickness, um, and just kind of not necessarily going to be a top end playmaker. He is looked at as a day three prospect, fifth, sixth, seventh round, but. I've seen a lot of people saying, hey, this guy might not be a superstar, but he could legitimately be, you know, your wide receiver for on a lot of teams. So could be a good depth guy. And they've also met with Christian Watson, of course. Uh, so that's always a good one. And then let me see if there's any others that they've met with. So Danny Gray, uh, let's see here, Vellis Jones. Apparently, they've also met with Tay Martin out of Oklahoma State. Not familiar with him. Uh, Samurai Toure, Christian Watson, Mike Harley. Let's see here. And then I think that's pretty much all of them. They hosted a bunch of them at their um, pro day. Uh, so if you're familiar, the Niners have a kind of pro day that they host at their stadium. Uh, so they had a few others, miscellaneous ones, but nobody that really strand, stands out. But as you can see, the theme there is speed with pretty much all of them. You're talking speed. Uh, you know, a lot of guys that are running in that 4-3 uh, speed range. So they want to stretch the field. Next up, tight ends. So there's a few tight ends. And here the interesting thing is pass catching tight ends. Um, so... Derek Deese out of San Diego State University, I believe. Uh, he is looked at by many as a, again, late day three prospect, kind of fifth, sixth, seventh rounder. Uh, he is more of a smaller tight end, so kind of like a move tight end, a pass catching tight end. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, uh, they have also met with him. And uh, out of Maryland, a Maryland, nearly impossible name to pronounce, tight end Chigosium Okonwo. And uh, those three guys could all not just be used as tight ends, but could also kind of convert over to um, more of a fullback position. And the cool thing about that is it just goes to show you that the Niners are... Potentially looking at, let me see if I can start by over. So the Niners are looking at adding some tight ends. Uh, they also met virtually with tight end Rodney Williams out of University of Tennessee. Let's see who else. Um, yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah, so not a whole lot of tight ends, but the main thing is you're looking at tight ends who have speed. Uh, the Maryland guy, Oconwo, he ran in the four fives. I think Dan Bellinger ran uh, in the four sixes. So you're looking at speed, a tight end. Again, the Niners are looking to add speed here. Next up is offensive line. So they met with offensive tackle Jean Delance, or Gene Delance, however you want to pronounce it. 
Uh, I believe that he is a developmental offensive tackle prospect out of Florida or Florida State. Don't remember exactly, but you're looking at a day three developmental offensive tackle. They've also met with some guys that a lot of people really like and I like. Uh, Dylan Parham out of Memphis. So that's one guy that they've met with. Uh, kind of perfect guard slash developmental center prospect. Uh, day two possible pick. Uh, and here you're looking, you're kind of noticing these picks are more looking at like day two. So Dylan Parham, a lot of people have him mocked to go on day two. Cole Strange out of, I want to say this is the Tennessee Chattanooga, another guy that mocked a lot on uh, day through. Uh, day two, Cam Jurgens, center out of Nebraska. Again, same thing. You're looking at athletic interior linemen and developmental tackle. So the main thing here is they're meeting with day two athletic interior offensive linemen. So that should tell you about what they kind of feel about the offensive linemen is they're, they're kind of targeting those middle rounds there for like guards and centers. And one thing the Niners like to do is get guys a year early and develop them kind of like they did with Aaron Banks, I guess, in a sense, foreseeing what happened with Lake and Tomlinson. So get Aaron Banks, give him a year to train, get ready, and then plug him in at left guard after he uh, sits for a year. Not necessarily how I would recommend doing things with a top 50 pick, but the Niners like to do that. Uh, next group is the edges, and they've met with a lot of edge rushers, which again tells you what they think their priorities are. So first is Texas A&M, Michael Clemens. I like this guy. He's an older prospect, uh, but I thought that he was really good on film. Uh, long, strong, dude is like six foot five in the 260s range, 35 inch long arms. Uh, I think he has good burst off the edge, solid bend, and just like a high motor. Really like him potentially as an early day three prospect, like round four, round five. Uh, Edge Drake Jackson, I want to say that's USC. Um, just high upside player, uh, potentially a second rounder. Boye Mafe, a guy who's borderline first, possibly second round edge rusher. So fast. I would love if we could get Boye Mafe. Just he's so fast off the line, it's ridiculous. And I think we need a speed rusher. Uh, D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky, another speed rusher. Dominique Robinson, so D'Angelo Malone is probably more of a, a third or fourth rounder. Dominique Robinson uh, out of Miami of Ohio, he's more of a developmental edge rusher, but he's got some traits in terms of speed, length, bend, uh, probably a fourth, fifth round prospect. Uh, Majai Sanders, edge out of Cincinnati, again, another speed guy, a little undersized, uh, probably in that third, fourth round range. And also Edge Alex Wright out of UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. I haven't watched his film yet, um, but at 6'5", 270, um, I've heard he's been productive, probably looking at it as a, a day three prospect. So again, you're probably looking at fourth, fifth, sixth roundish range for him. So a lot of edge rushers, and you can kind of see that they're specifically looking at edge. So defensive end, pass rushers, guys who can, you know, play in their system and are 
uh, a lot of a lot of traitsy guys as well. They're looking at traits, and one of the things that Coseric can do as a as our defensive line coach, probably the best defensive line coach in the NFL. You get guys with those athletic traits and the physical tools. He can coach them up and make them productive. So you get these like fast, strong, twitchy guys with long arms. They need to develop some pass rush, but that's okay because he can coach up the pass rush and they and then they are able to use their high-end physical tools. Uh, they've also met with let me see if there's any more edges that I've that I've missed here. So let's see. So DE defensive end. They have also met with Kingsley and Nogbare out of South Carolina, and they do love South Carolina because remember we have picked up uh, Javon Kinlaw and Debo Samuel out of South Carolina. Uh, Kingsley and Nogbare, uh, not as big of a fan of him. I just think he doesn't quite have the speed. He's more of a uh, a long. He's more of a of a big end where you would want to like set the edge. Because uh, he's got the length with nearly 35 inch long arms, but he doesn't quite have the speed off the edge. He only ran like a 4.8 and he doesn't fire off the edge all that well. Uh, if he could get a little more burst off the edge, I think it'd be good. But right now, I think you're looking as Kingsley as like a third round prospect. Uh, Clemens, Mafe, uh, Drake Jackson, Robinson, Sanders, Wright. I'm trying to see if there's any others that I missed. Uh, oh, they've also met with Zach Carter out of Florida. He's very much kind of a outside-in player, that kind of six three, six four, two eighty. So more of like a big end that rushes from kind of like a three five tech. So rush one on one against guards or head up on a tackle. Uh, not necessarily an outside edge rusher, but more of a, a versatile outside-in defensive end slash more of a D lineman than an edge or a tackle kind of in between. And uh, yeah, so that is the other one that I guess I had missed there. So that is all the edges. As far as defensive tackles, there's only a couple of them, but they have met with, of course, a Stanford guy because they've loved Stanford, Thomas Booker, defensive tackle out of Stanford. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch him yet. I want to, but I've heard good things about him. Extremely smart player. Uh, and another one of those just 6'3", 300-pound, kind of like rotational inside defensive tackles uh, who loves to fire off the edge. He has the physical traits and the physical tools. He just hasn't been consistent enough putting it together. Uh, but again, somebody you can probably pick up in the fifth or sixth round. Uh, I think the highest that I've seen him so far is like fourth. So realistically, you know, he could fall to the fifth, sixth, seventh round. You can pick him up. Rotational defensive tackle. Also, Kalia Davis. Uh, so only two that I'm aware of. Let me see if there's any more that I missed. Um, yeah, that's it. Just only two defensive tackles. So you figure two defensive tackles versus eight edge rushers. Kind of shows you where they're leaning and they're looking at that kind of if there's a really good guy there in the mid 50s or at 61 going with that guy. Realistically, though, I think the third, fourth, fifth, fifth round is where they'll kind of targeting an edge. 
They've also met with linebacker Troy Anderson and Cameron Good. Uh, Troy Anderson, I think, is one of the top prospects. I think he's rated as a top 50 by a lot of people. Uh, Cameron Good, not super familiar. They have met with four safeties, and it is a couple safeties that I really like. Jaquan Brisker, really like his play. He is very much a... uh, a strong safety who can also play free safety. So you can put him in the box. You can put him single high. You can play split safety. If you're playing a cover two, cover four, really like Jaquan Brisker. Probably you're not going to be there at 61, but you know, early, early second round pick realistically. Nick Cross. I like him. Um, I think he needs to develop, but Nick Cross definitely has the physical tools, ran a, ran in the four threes. I personally think he's more of a fourth round pick. Some people say he's a second rounder. Kirby, uh, so let's see here. Sorry, Jaquan Brisker, Penn State, Nick Cross out of, um, gosh, I was just watching it. Uh, I think Maryland. And Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. Uh, Kirby Joseph, I I really like him as a, a third round pick. Really impressed with his his movement skills, especially specifically his feet and his hips. I, he was just so smooth in his transitions and his ability to coverage. Uh, and he's got length, uh, 33 inch arms, good size, good length. Wish he was a little more physical. Um, but he's also a ball hawk had five interceptions. This, uh, this last, uh, his senior year. And, uh, another safety is Leon O'Neill. Uh, So Texas A&M safety, really fun to watch. Biggest issue with him was just missed tackles. Uh, A lot of missed tackles, and he's lacking some speed. Um, You know, just definitely lacking some speed when you run a 4-7. So they have met with, and they've also met with Vontae Davis. Let me see here if I can uh, find any others. Uh, that they have met with. So uh, I mentioned Brisker. Uh, Vontae Davis out of Utah. Not super familiar with him, but that is another person that they've met with, safety-wise. Leon O'Neal. And I think those are the main ones. So again, a couple safeties. It looks like they're looking at day two safeties, just kind of judging by that second, third, maybe fourth round. I think that's where they're going to be targeting a safety. And then as far as corners goes, uh, not a whole lot here, kind of day three guys, mostly Kalen Barnes out of, I think BYU crazy fast. I think he ran in the four threes, but developmental guy needs to work on some stuff. Chase Lucas out of ASU. I like him. Don't love him. I think he's a solid corner, but I don't think he's ever going to be more than depth. Um, Josh Williams, who I'm not super familiar with. Name is familiar. Just can't remember one. And they did meet with Marcus Jones out of Houston. Small, really twitchy, really good coverage. Uh, love his game. He's just a little undersized. So he's a slot only, but he also brings punt return and kick return value. So great prospect there with Marcus Jones. If he was three inches taller, he would probably be a first round prospect. But since he's 5'8", 180, he's looked at as a day two prospect. Uh, So Marcus Jones, they've also apparently visited with Cordell Flott out of LSU. Uh, Another smaller, probably slot corner. He's six foot, like 175 pounds. So 
Six foot, 180, a little bit on the small side, but he is very young. He is only 20 years old, so he's got a lot of room to develop uh, play-wise and physical, physically-wise, but very good in coverage. Definitely has the want-to in the run game, just a little bit small at the moment. Cordell Flott, LSU, probably a day three pick, fourth, fifth rounder. Uh, Marcus Jones, you're probably looking at again, probably a day two pick. Uh, second, third round, Kalen Barnes mentioned that Chase Lucas mentioned him. And then of course, there's a few other guys who they hosted at their local pro day. Um, but yeah, there you go. So those are all the prospects that the 49ers have met with so far. So this is some guys just to keep an eye on. And again, it's not that we're going to draft any of these guys or all of them. Obviously we can't draft all of them because there's over 30 there, but it kind of gives you an idea about what they're targeting and the philosophy. So they're looking at D3 running backs. They're looking at speed at wide receiver. They're looking at pass catching tight ends. They're looking at an interior offensive lineman potentially as one of their earlier picks. They're looking at a lot of edges because they really like an edge. Probably going to go between round two and four. They're going edge. Uh, you know, safety. They really like some of these safeties. They might go day two with the safety. Uh, as far as like defensive tackle corners, probably looking at more of like late round picks. So it gives you just a little bit of insight as to how they're going about this draft. So just really wanted to get in here and uh, talk about the news, talk about who they've met with. And I hope that you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed getting on here, going through everybody. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to end this pod. So I hope that you enjoy, like, subscribe, comment, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to come back later and I'm going to do my favorite guys at different positions at different points in the draft. Uh, so we'll say, who do I really like at 61? Who am I targeting? Who do I really like in round three, round four? So I'm going to do an offensive one and a defensive one. And it's just kind of some guys that I think are going to be scheme fits uh, or just good values if they drop there. So appreciate all of you for listening. I will catch you next time. Go Niners.